look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Content is king. So if you have some content you need created, hit up IOPvideo.com. Video production, podcasting, you name it, we can do it. IOPvideo.com. We make things look pretty. Welcome to the Voice Party! We got ah! Master of Thought, Archimedes Abrea, on the call. How's it going, Ark? What's up, y'all? I'm doing great. Thank you for the crazy welcome. Shoot. Yeah, guys, dude, we got he's gotta be a ring announcer. That's that's I love I, it. I, I didn't I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know he had it in him. I, I like it. I felt like I could feel some of the spit on my face. Yeah. I, it's something yeah. worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Did you exactly. hear I feel like he slapped your back, even though you're in the different places right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, dude. I'm telling you, I'm already feeling like sweat on the tip of my lip right here. What I would have done is I would have done that. I would have done that thing where you give him a high five and smack him on the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in baseball. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey. Well, speaking of speaking of chicken. <laughs> Today's episode, as I finish my delicious Wendy's homestyle chicken sandwich. Yeah, I just had some salmon. I um I had chicken, I had a chicken burrito for lunch today, and it got me thinking. Today's topic is is the film Super Size Me 2, The Revenge of the Chicken. What, what is it? Holy chicken. Holy chicken. Holy chicken. Holy chicken. Holy chicken. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Um did, so what do you what, what are you guys' initial thoughts? I'm I'm assuming everyone watched it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I have, I saw the first Super Size Me like 15 years ago when it came out. Loved it. Uh, totally didn't even know this came out um, until recently. And yeah, I, it, it's I, been out. It was out like in 2017. I had no idea. Yes. So okay, I don't, don't want to dwell on this. But so what apparently what had happened is it had premiered in 2017 at like the Toronto Film Festival. And it got picked up by YouTube Red for distribution. And then Morgan Spurlock came out and admitted to some sexual harassment charges and some inappropriate behavior with coworkers. And that kind of overshadowed the release of the movie. And so YouTube didn't release it. And it sat on the shelf for a couple of years. And then finally, another company bought the rights from YouTube and finally released it like this past September. Wait, 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 wait. Back, backtrack a little bit. Morgan yeah. Spurlock was accused of sexual stuff. Yeah, apparently, some inappropriate things with some some people on his staff. Oh my god! And he came, and it's not that necessarily he was accused. Like he came out and just admitted to it and said, "I got a problem. I'm going to go get help." Blah 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 blah. And but that was like right after the film got picked up by YouTube Red. So YouTube never released it. It just sat on the shelf for a couple of years until like the heat died down. And then, what do you just off topic? What do you think he did? He like rubbed hot mustard sauce from McDonald's on his nipples and had a, his employees rub it off with a chicken nugget. Uh, what the fuck kind of weird fantasies do you have? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to thematically appropriate for the subject matter of fantasies, apparently. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, good to hear your voice, Joaquin. I'm glad you popped in, man. Hey, Archimedes, you still there? All right. All right. Well, 
Awesome. <laughs> Blue Dark. <laughs> no, he's still there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't because uh, we can't hear him. So if he's having technical issues, just exit the call and hop back in. Yes, sir. Just the way you did from the beginning. Um, so, yeah, did, you know, I, I, I had no idea that there was a part two. JD. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I can yeah. hear you now. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 It worked. So, so Ark, you being you being a, yeah. a a fitness person and overall healthy person, you know, how do you how would you what were your thoughts on Supersize Me too? Uh, I really I'm a bit disgusted with this uh with this movie, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not even a vegan, you know. I'm not even a animal rights person or whatever, but I feel like he was just hey, trying you, to make. You, you eat chicken regularly, like not regularly, but I've seen you eat your meal chicken. I'll eat chicken, you know what I mean? But yeah. but sheesh, this guy like took all of the pizzazz out of chicken. Like I don't know, I don't I don't really want to eat chicken right now. Like why you didn't need to show me all of that? I didn't like the process. It's like I don't know, you kinda like start liking the chickens because they're you know, you're seeing all the process. I know this sounds bad on my part, like I feel like I'm so disconnected from it, <laughs> but but she's I I just think he's trying to make a lot of more money mm-hmm. uh, off of whatever he was doing back then because well it's been what 15 years like you said since, since he had one film. yeah and I think that first one was pretty dope I like the concept of what he was trying to do but I think here there was no real revenge I mean like what was he. What was his aim? What was he trying to do with this? Uh, he's, he's, trying, he, I think he's trying to expose like the corruption of Big Chicken, and how, which is a funny term if you think about it. Fucking, <laughs> one, this one like all powerful organization that supplies all the farmers with chickens. And if you get on their bad side, you're black. Yeah, Tyson. The, the you know what, Big Chicken. I think you should call it the clock father. The clock father. That's <laughs> see my so so my other it's kinda like I love sausage, but yeah. I don't need to see how sausage is made because then I don't want to eat it no matter how delicious it is. That's like, right. yeah. I, I get where Ark is coming from. Like, you know, I'm I'm definitely not a vegetarian or nothing. I love me some meat. But even I'm like watching him like throw the, the box full of chickens on the floor and Yeah, the chickens. I, I felt bad at that same moment too. Especially because, like in the beginning, Morgan's like all nice and gently like shooing the chickens out of the box, and then the next guy just throws the box. It stimulates them. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, that was so. I was, I was pissed. I got pissed at dude right when he said that because you know, I, I, I really don't like abuse towards animals or abuse towards anybody. You know, I, I had a hard upbringing myself, and I'm like, you know, other people don't deserve that. You know, they don't deserve to be beat down, especially these are little birds. Yeah. You remember the part just a little bit after that, I think they started growing uh, their feathers and it wasn't coming in correctly because they're growing too fast. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah, what does that mean? So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, documentaries about about, you know, big whatever big chicken, the the Monsantos, you know, and, and this one reminded me a lot of that. If you go on Netflix and you see like a lot of those, the, their aim is kind of, they're kind of uh, aiming, uh, it's, you know, advertising like the, the, the plant-based lifestyle, which I get it. It's, it's, you know, 
and it's it was the, you know when I was watching this documentary, I felt like I was just watching another one of those movies. But one of the things I really appreciated about this was, yeah, it was it was only focused on the chicken, and um, you know, growing up with like chicken coops in my backyard. Like, I, I remember the first time I tried KFC, I was like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, why are they? The, I don't know if you guys have ever had, like, chickens from somebody's chicken coop, like, like a real organic chicken. They're not that big. They're actually pretty small. Um, yeah, they're like the, the sleek. They're like the sleek version. <laughs> yeah. And then the bones, you can't just bite them off. You can't just bite a piece of it off. They're, like, strong as fuck. Um, and it's, it's when you know, so growing up, like I remember eating, like well, what's what kind? Is this like a different kind of bird? Which it is, but it's like it, it's so sad to see, like you know, when they were, for example, the scene they're taking them ready for slaughter. Like some of them just have heart attacks. You you shake them around too much, gives them a heart attack. That's that I, that's the part where it's like it's like ah, someone said it's like modern day slavery, <laughs> not of humans, of course, but of a different species. Yeah. And if and it seems horrible, dude. Like their life is so sad. Free range just means they have sunlight. Yeah, it just means they have the option to go kind of outside. But wait, wait well, okay. So I think I I was listening very specifically to this part because I always wondered what that exactly meant. And so the woman on the uh, USDA was saying it's fifty-one percent daylight hours outside, and forty-nine percent inside a shelter. So that means more than half of their lifestyle is outside, per se, right? Yeah. Which just means the door open with like a little bit of the, with like a fan. Yeah, and that's the thing is it, it, when you read the, the terms, it's like the option to. Like if they want to, they can, but you don't have to force them. Yeah. Right. So. I did that one chicken to the outdoors. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it means. And, then, and you know, it, it, it kind of. One of the things that I like that he touched touched on is ever since because this I believe this is something he had a big impact on in in his first film Super Size Me it had a huge impact it, it, like that's the power of documentaries man like documentaries do have a uh, power to change cultures and to 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 make change after that film I know a lot of like you know there's a lot of like there's salads salad options low low carb whatever m- meals in in like fast foods and that's funny, it's, it's funny because that's something he kind of helped create in a way but it, yeah it is, he also touched on like it's just to make you think you're eating healthy whether it's at a fast food restaurant or some whatever some unhealthy snack they find ways to like we talked about this uh i don't, I don't remember what ep- what episode we talked about this but it's like I eventually they're gonna find a way to like add vegan to Coca Cola, you know, like just to make you feel like, oh, it's vegan. There's no there's no animal products in this, and that's kind of the the what he, I appreciate they touched on because yeah, the, I, I've you know I, sometimes I've gone to like fast food restaurants and like oh I'm ordering the the one that that's grilled, it's not fried. But it has bacon in it, and has you know, and and the what do you call it? Healthy bubbles or halos? Healthy oh yeah, those like uh, they're like uh, tangerine healthy. oranges. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, wait! You're attacking, you're attacking t- tangerine oranges. What's going on? With that? <laughs> I'm not attacking them. You you were talking about halos. 
No, 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 no. I'm talking to I remember the thing, health halos, like little things that yeah, you will draw a little halo around something to make uh, you feel better. I got you. Okay, my bad. <laughs> you here attacking my oranges, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that it 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 uh one of the things that I do I do like I mean watching it that's the worst I mean without it sounds fucked up but like you know I'm, I'm not a vegan I'm not a vegan either I mean you know I, I, I love barbecuing uh, you know I love I love chicken I love everything and like I said when I watch some of those films sometimes I feel bad but I know there's a good way to do that. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, Archimedes, about that. Because there's good ways to raise poultry, you know? There's good oh, ways. What is that? Hello? What were you saying? Is there good ways to raise them? Yeah, like that's, that's I mean, that's the worst way to, to raise chicken. I don't know if you've ever had chicken coops. I did when I was younger. Yeah, but there's, there's a good way to do it. Like, I mean, not, not good because but you know, having a happy, healthy bird, like eating a happy, healthy bird, it's a huge difference. Let me feel guilty about it. Like, you can, we can, we can try to be healthy and whatnot, or try to. But the fact is, like these animals are suffering, dude. Like, is, I mean, it, I watched it and I, and I got bad. Like I felt bad. Like these. Yeah. Do you feel like? Uh... Like because when people when animals do go outside and they be chilling out in the sun, that they are happy and we eat happy because they're happy. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I, I think it does. It does a lot to the meat. You know, like if it's if it's constantly in suffering, constantly in in pain and agony, it does something to the meat. Right. Yeah, that's that's uh. You know, I mean, dude, even if somebody cooks something you and they're in a bad mood it, it's gonna do something to your meal yeah oh totally like they're yeah. spitting it if you're at a restaurant no. exactly <laughs> i mean i think the big thing is you, you have to look at like well, well how did it get to this point and there's a huge demand on chicken americans love us and chicken and if the only chickens that like we ate were the ones that died of natural causes, like people would fucking stop because that's not enough chicken to go around for people. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. They have to like genetically engineer these chickens and do all these extreme measures just to meet the demands that we as consumers put on the industry. Right. No, that's I see. I can heck I see that. And, and and on top of that, to make it affordable, because if we were all eating organic, it's like only the rich would be able to eat for the most part, for the most part, like not, not only the rich, but you know, it's, but, it but you know, wait, I got a, I got a question on that though, because don't you feel that's just because like right now, most of the systems are built on the, um, on this, like, uh, what does that call Like a, a factory line type, uh, farming style. But if everybody like followed a permaculture or an organic, uh, style or, you know, where they keep like recultivating the land back into itself, I think that it would be a lot cheaper, a lot more affordable for everybody to do it. You know, it would be, I mean, it would. If, if there was more like 
for example, you know, I go to farmers markets, and a lot of these people who set up at farmers markets, they're they're your neighbors. They're they're you know, I just bought some kombucha from with CBD from some guy who brews it himself in Richmond. If there was more of that, for example, in the poultry world, or just you know, just on that, because that's something you know the film was about. That make a huge difference in the in your community, and and it's and it's self sustainable. Right. I mean, even for myself, like, I have a lot of friends. Uh, yeah, I like to garden myself. And we're, like, slowly increasing our volume or percentage of what we just from our yard. I started a few years back, and, and I can say I was only, like, maybe 1%, 2%. And that's, like, you know, putting, like, blueberries and stuff in my uh, drinks uh, a few years back. But now, it's you know, it starts to get into higher numbers where even the natural rain is actually benefiting me more now because I'll, I'll grow my own lettuce or my own like cucumbers. You know? Oh, Hey, you cut out Archimedes. You, you, you said, uh, hello. We got, we got lettuce and cucumbers. Yeah. Lettuce and cucumbers. Um, yeah, no, well, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it like, like, yeah, it's, it's sad. You know, it's animals and, and fucking factory farms. But like you said, the demand is there. And it's like, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. As long as there's like, you know, uh, families who are below middle class and they need cheap food to keep going. The the, the thing that I, you know, it's like the film kind of attacks more fast food, right? Yeah, and, but it's like it's not just fast food, you know. It's it's yeah. What they were talking about, they were talking about like the oh, your your back art. So we were we're talking about how the the film uh, kind of attacks fast food mainly, like the marketing that fast food does to make people feel right. like they're making good, healthy choices, even though they aren't necessarily. <laughs> you know, which, yeah. I love when he opens his restaurant at the end. And he just fucking has all that shit all over where it's like, here's what the chicken actually looks like. Here's what so it's actually right. Yeah, let's let's have a rundown of, of all the here's some words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's have a rundown of how the film starts. He he starts it out by just exploring um basically what how fast food places advertise. Yeah, because since his first film came out, there has been a lot of changes. Yeah, fast food have like really made an effort to try and brand themselves as healthy and having healthy options. They aren't necessarily healthy, but they're branding themselves that way. They offer salads now. They never used to do that. One thing I remember, like after the first Super Size Me came out, McDonald's got rid of the Super Size option and Wendy's yeah. got rid of the Big Size option. Yep. But they didn't really. They just supersized now became large and yes now and they just they just changed all the sizes like large became medium and medium became small they kept the cups the same size they just dropped the branding right that's so powerful i like you that you're bringing that up because i feel like a lot of people or i should say sheeple are swayed very easily just by using specific words like you're saying to make it think like it's more healthier when in actuality, we're eating the same thing or something just as crappy or worse, even at times. Right, and and that's the thing. 
when he touched on, for example, when when they put throw they they put in words that really don't have anything to do with that specific food, but it makes you think that it's you know one of them that's that they talked about was local. What does local mean? It just means that it's in the area. It doesn't mean that it was grown here. It doesn't mean you know. It just means it's in the area. And they throw in all these little words just to make you think that you're eating something healthy, which I kind of I respect like burger places that really just don't lie to you about that, about what you're eating, that it's not, you know, like that's what I like about in and out They don't have any of these slogans. If it's good, it's just going to sell. That's true. And I'm, yeah. I, I'm still a lot at a loss because they say that they don't freeze any of their patties. I mean, I don't know how they move their uh, food supply or their meat supply around, but once you get like meat to some room temperature, I don't think it's, uh, good anymore you know what i mean no it, but they don't freeze it but their fucking butchers do <laughs> and they deliver it. it to them frozen okay. no i don't know if that's the well but i can see that you know that being the thing there was this there was this thing someone told me where they they built they started this movement to get their uh their, their college to lower into it the tuition to, to lower the tuition price and they 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 asked they they you know i forgot when this was and they went and they talked to the dean they talked to whoever whatever the the board and like you know we just want to have the tuition lowered for future students blah 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 and just to end whatever the movement was at the time they're like okay we're gonna lower it and then it was like the happiest moment they lowered it for like a dollar <laughs> you know that's <laughs> That's that's kind of how a lot of this shit that, you know, that that's one of the things that I really liked about the film is it shows you the stuff that how they market it and how that certain things are are made to sound healthy. You really got to read the fine print of what that means, because, for example, you know, they they, I like when they go in the film, they go to all these like uh, these fast food places, which, you know. You know, like when, like well, Wendy's and uh, Woo! Wendy's. yeah, yeah. Wendy's. Uh, what did he say about it? Like cardboard or something? Yeah, something like that. And then Plastic. what I liked is when they went to like Panera and Chipotle, which I hate those fucking places. They went there, and and those places kind of have that vibe that they make you feel like you're eating something healthy, but it's really, it's really. Um, it's just another fast food place, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. How, well, how often do you eat there? Like Panera? I mean, not often. Yeah. Like, so I, I, for me, I'm going to tell you right now, I feel like that place is like overly fancy for the food that they have in there. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, you're going to charge me $7 for a piece of bread. All right. And I'm just like, okay, well, uh, what's so special about this bread? And there really isn't anything. Like, and then now that we've watched this, the words now, I'm even more like, uh, I'm, I'm going to check them out even more. Cause now I'm thinking like, dang, they just got me on the words that they use for the branding. Cause I'll pay more mm -hmm. money for a Shabbat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a, what, what is the other panini? You said panini. That yeah. sounds more fancy, and dang, that that really puts into perspective though that I feel like even myself, I've been had by these branding agents or, and not just in fast food, right? No, yeah, exactly. I was about good thing you you were saying that. I was about to say the same thing in anything, like even these 
shoot, it can go down to any kind of marketing, I guess, at this point. But it, yeah. I, I want to be more diligent. I was saying. <laughs> hmm. Go ahead. I would, I would say in particular, like more so than, than the bread. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, ciabatta does have a different texture to it than like your regular hamburger bun. I would say even more to it than that was the way they showed the grill marks on the chicken not being real yes. grill marks. You know, oh, wow. like, that they're like, it's roasted, like creepy. but then they put creepy. those fake grill marks on there, you know? It's like, oh my gosh, like... Because it's a subconscious ridiculous. thing, like, as a consumer, we see the grill marks, and we're like, oh, those grill marks mean it's healthy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's like, oven oven roasted is, is, in a way, healthier, but, yeah. Uh, the grill marks, like, I... It, it, Putting the grill marks like actual charcoal, like what the fuck, you know? I thought there were grill marks all along, like I, like straight up, I did. And uh, wasn't there something else about eggs, like the something about the eggs? Do you guys, do you guys remember that? What is that? What is about the eggs? Well, there was something they mentioned about the eggs uh, that McDonald's uh, cooks. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys remember that there was something I I'm 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 not remembering it right now, but it's just the way they market they market their shit and it and it's and you know I I appreciate honesty if if you sold me a burger that's called the clogger you know like in uh, the Simpsons I'd appreciate <laughs> that more than like calling it a hundred percent grass fed beef you know what I'm saying like it. <laughs> Especially when that that whole grass fed shit is is like they eat that they eat grass fed I believe just for a short period of time when they're young, and then afterwards it's just corn. So like that's that's another one of those things. So they can legally say it's been grass fed. Yeah, yeah, it was fed once. We wow. didn't say how we didn't say how often it was fed grass. Five whole days. <laughs> that yeah. is so. We fed, you know, we fed it grass fed at some point. Yeah, we fed it grass when it was when it was like. First born, and then we fed it pigs for the rest of its life. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! There is a there is a term that I was expecting to be explored a little bit more in this movie that that wasn't, and that's okay. Fast casual. What does that mean? Which is, you guys, you guys know what fast casual is, of course, though, right? Uh, I've not never heard. Of Pretend we don't. Yeah, I okay. have no idea what it is. So, so. Traditional fast food places are built on assembly line efficiency and spitting out your hamburger, your taco, whatever, as quick as possible through a window. Fast casual, um, which has taken up like a huge market space in the last few years, encompasses places like Panera Bread, Habit Burger, Smash Burger. The idea is that we're still making the burger a little bit faster, but you're expected to come in, sit down and chill and wait a minute longer than you would at McDonald's because the idea is that we are we are taking time to actually cook your food. So it's like it's faster than the average like restaurant restaurant, but still made a little bit slower because we're taking our time with it. You know, and Panera Bread actually kind of falls in line with these fast casual restaurants. And um, oh, I see what you're and that, that took like McDonald's redesigned its um it's one of the reasons why McDonald's redesigned its um the the way that they look 
and the way that they feel because they're trying to compete with these fast casual restaurants is one of the things because I thought that's where the documentary was kind of going to dive into because when I came into watching the doc I was like all right um because at first I was like really he made another one what more could he possibly say that I don't know fast food's bad for me they lie to me whatever and then I thought, well, what if he's going to explore the fast casual yeah. phenomenon? Because that's like the latest spin on it. And some of the fast casual food yeah. is arguably maybe a little bit better than your traditional fast food. Maybe yeah. just like by a hair. You feel would me? you consider would you consider in and out fast casual? Um, in yes. And the reason why I say that. I think they were fast casual before it was trendy. The reason why I say that is because I have a friend that works at In-N-Out and he told me that they grind their meat on site. It's none of this pre-packaged patties that shipped out. And Phil could tell you, like our, our, our friend who I, I don't want to name names right now, but Phil knows who I'm talking about. Like they don't, they don't ship. The say his pre- name, Phil. <laughs> you know, they, they don't, they don't ship the, the pre-made pre-frozen juiced up patties they actually here's some ground beef you're going to grind it you're going to peel the potatoes they actually make their food the way mcdonald's made their food back in the 50s everything's yeah, fresh they, everything's made ship them pre-made fries they ship them potatoes that they then chop up there in the restaurant yeah. which is why i don't get uh, people like i i think in and out has the best fries yep. out of all the fast food places i mean yep. don't get me wrong wow. I, there's something about mcdonald's that hits nostalgia for me and i love it but in and out, hands down, best the best fries. Wow, like that. I mean, I give, I give them animal style, you know, cheese and grilled onions and secret sauce. And- like just the plain, plain fry. Just, just as it is, they have the best fry, man, like hands down. Like, like honestly, that's the difference between fast casual and fast food is like they, they take that time for that preparation. But you know? right. it's also a perception thing. They're trying to get it, sell you the image more than the food. Right, and that's, so that's perception that this that's annoying choice for you than McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever. But even though that's not necessarily the case, it's all about branding. It's all branding. branding. Wow. Now, I would argue any restaurant that actually takes the time to grind their own meat is a little bit better than like God knows whatever McDonald's. Well, I mean, we already know what the beef went through for McDonald's because we've seen the first supersize me. But like, yeah. you know, that's like going to Red Onion which is a, for the listeners out here, Red Onion is like a mom and pop set of restaurants um, where they actually do take real ground beef that you could probably find in store or possibly a little better and like make the, make the patties there. It's not like corporately shipped, you know what I mean? But the traditional fast food places caught on to this fast casual stuff and they're, they're trying to like emulate, emulate the look, but the food is no better. You know what I mean? That's the thing about McDonald's is like, oh, we're going to try to look like these fast casual places, but we're we're not we're not actually going to change anything. We're just going to change the way we look, you know, and, and that's exactly what they they touched on. Like the look of McDonald's changed drastically ever since it looks like a, especially the one they went to, which I've seen a lot of those. Those are the newer McDonald's it's like, the, like they used to be. The, yeah, the gray ones. It, yeah, 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 it looks like it looks like a, it looks like a building where like Silicon Valley people eat lunch at and shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you know what's all funny. To so me? Like, remember, mm. am I am I can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So because I could, mm-hmm. I could, yeah, we got you. 
back in the days when I was younger, just like you, uh, McDonald's was very uh, nostalgia hitting for me because, you know, if I did something good, I would get those. I would get like a, you know, supersize me was a thing back then. So I was thinking like, oh, I get to supersize my fries. I get to do all this stuff. And now you're like kind of switching up the idea on me because I had no idea what this fast casual thing was. And now it's like, I feel like it's an insidious way to reintroduce something that's plain as day boring or even, uh, you know, there was no actual change, but because, you know, human beings are, you know, off for novel things, I think that they're getting us through just manipulation of our own like mindset or our human nature instead of actually having great food, you know? I would say, you know, for like a place like Panera Bread, you know, someone comes with the idea of like, you know what I'm going to offer? I'm going to offer soups and sandwiches and honestly and salads. And like that's the primary base of their their menu. And I would say for like that kind of that kind of move or that kind of direction, like at that point, that's completely on the consumer. Like you walk in there, you get a tomato soup with like a, a piece of bread or whatever or or the fig salad and a tuna sandwich like you know but they're making it for you and they make it whatever if you like it if it's to your taste i feel like that's still a little bit better than going in and buying like um like the big mac you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah. so there is this I think that some some of these fast casual places, especially the one the first ones to call themselves fast casual, actually came in this with the idea of let's serve some healthier alternative fare and and try to market ourselves this way, you know. And I, I applaud that. I think that's kind of cool that they're they're actually trying to go back to some basics and they understand that there's a market where let's be honest, a lot of people don't have didn't have the time to cook for a while because we're living in an economy where you know people are taking two part-time jobs because of you know uh for various reasons whether it's companies not wanting to pay health insurance or whether it's you live in the barrier and you may need <laughs> you know what i mean like and you just don't right. have that time to make that meal but then you also know that there's a consumer out there that wants something healthy and quick and you actually you know, start providing that option from as a startup. You know what I mean? I, I my heart goes out to a place like that. The problem with fast food is a lot of it, like McDonald's, it didn't start out. Um, yeah, there were hamburgers and fries, but it started off as something that was like in the in the early days. It was fresh. They actually cooked the food. There was actual milk. There was actual cream. There was actual stuff that like. You know what I mean? It wasn't a bunch of overly processed stuff. It started with legitimate intentions to feed people and not kill them. And then it got so big and so in competing with itself and others to sell you stuff, it didn't even matter what it was selling you. You know what I mean? It didn't matter if the cows were mutated and had two heads. Like it grew into this monster. And my the sad thing is some of these fast casual places that might have started off with the mission – to provide consumers with healthier quick food or, or fresher quick food may end up turning into like cheaply produced McDonald's, Burger King, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like 
and that's that's the tragedy of huge expansion and and the desire to make more money is that quality will eventually suffer because somebody will figure if we cut down on the quality a little bit and we ignore health concerns we could actually produce twice as much product and then it's no longer it's it's so far away from feeding people and providing something good for people it becomes how much can we sell you even at your own health expense and that that's right. and you know it's a vicious cycle it is a vicious cycle and you, and you know what yeah. i think also happened since the first like we talked about this since the first uh you know not and it wasn't just supersized me there's a bit a lot of documentaries that attack the yeah. fast food industry fast food nation and fast food nation uh, uh forks over knives a bunch a bunch of not just fast food just you know the processed food uh industry and, and uh and big um you know uh monsanto style companies big chicken well, the thing about it too is which i think this is what kind of led into the whole uh what was it you called it uh fast casual yeah is people like started catching on man like they're i right now veganism is on the rise yeah uh which it's not yeah, you know like for me for but but then again like one of the things you know i struggle with high blood pressure hypertension and um uh you know i was told if you switch over to to veganism you know it'll help control all that shit so i was gonna start messing around with that but then i i looked at like the sodium levels in like those veggie patties and it's like way higher <laughs> than a lot of the shit we but yeah that's that's yeah it's not necessarily true that it's going to be a healthier no. choice like if it's prepackaged because they're still trying to preserve right. it you know exactly so, and then it, that's that's the whole thing is like that. people people are like catching on to a lot of their tricks it's like more people now are very careful about what they eat that's why like i see like the you know there's sprouts opening up everywhere there's more um you know uh certain areas they don't even have fast food and and i think that's the the fast casual stuff is is a is a response to like the people catching on and it's a good way to to catch all those that are trying to do good but are not they don't know what to do and like and when you don't do research and when you don't know how to cook you kind of fucked well there that's totally true uh but i do want to point out like another part of uh the spectrum where you know there's people who have like celiac disease yeah. and uh other types of allergens or, or things that they cannot eat and a lot of them are actually being born out of eating these processed foods. So like, as we continue to like consume, and this is just my own opinion, but other people, you know, kind of like parroting what they've said, is as we continue to live this kind of a lifestyle, nobody will actually be able to eat these foods that we're making. And, you know, it'll ultimately just be killing us in the long run if we don't change the way that we're actually uh, attaining or gaining our food now. Like, like, especially with the gluten allergy thing, that like that, it seems like it's on the rise. Um, I wanted to ask you guys this totally have, off topic. Yeah, in my industry, I have a lot of people who who can't eat a certain diets. You know, like everybody's always saying uh, to lose weight, you got to have veggies, uh, chicken, lean meat, and just like water and stuff like yeah. that. But not everybody can eat that. There's people who <laughs> 
are actually uh, allergic to to plants. You know, there's other things inside these plants that uh, remember they they try to live too. So when animals bite on them, they have other chemicals that uh, pop off that are made to detour animals. But what's been happening recently now is that we've I guess, you know, as a human race, we've started mutating a little bit more. And now we're being affected by those same, um, I don't want to say poisons, but like reactants inside those plants. And it's giving us a hard time trying to eat are these things. Are you talking things. about like, mass-produced plants or, or just plants that are mutating? Not, um, I don't know. That could be either because, or. Because, like, uh, for example, my I mean, I don't know if this is, if there's... I, Here's the thing. I don't know how many types they are, but for example, bananas. My parents told me they, when they grew up eating bananas, they grew, you know, in Mexico, they, they had a farm and uh, they planted all kinds of shit in that area. Where, where my parents are from, it's super hot and, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's all farm area there. So, you know, this family grows lime, this family grows whatever. And um, it's all, it was all, you know, all they use was water and, and to, to fertilize the soil they used to get goats in there to like take over the, the last remaining whatever crops they would eat that. And then they would shit it out and the shit of the goat would actually serve as fertilizer. So, and it's supposedly that's like the best way to fertilize soil. So um, they had everything organic growing up and they said this when they came to, you know, as, as years went by, they, especially living in America, like what the hell? Like, Bananas used to have big seeds. <laughs> what happened to those seeds? Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get you, man, because even in uh, where my parents grew up, it's a similar thing. Uh, when I went back a few years ago, like, I, th- I want to say I was barely a teenager, and uh, I remember nobody going to, like, the market and stuff. We actually grew all of our own stuff. There was... Um, there was maybe like just four or five, uh, like you could see wild boars running around on the property. There was um, carabao or water buffalo walking around. I want to say there was maybe like 20, 30 chickens just free roaming. They're not, I guess they're not going to leave. They're, they're not going to be cooped up or nothing. And then for, for what I was going to say, for miles and miles, all I could see were like palm trees, banana trees, mango fruit, um, uh, Santo, like all kinds of different things that we could survive, like say, you know, some kind of apocalypse or hurricane happened. And all these people, my uncles and stuff, are like, they're, they're tiny people, but super strong. My, my uncle was like, hey, you want to get a, you want to, you want a coconut? I was like, yeah. Before I could finish saying yeah, he was halfway up a tree. That tree is at least 70 feet up. He's saying, move out of the way already. Chops a coconut. It hits the ground. And this happens in less than 45 seconds. And I'm thinking, like, holy crap. How did he do that? Why is he so strong, you know? And then that was just, like, one feat I saw that they they pulled off. Then maybe, like, two days later, uh, to get to our house, there's a river that you got to cross. This river is raging. They have a log that goes across. And it's only about... Maybe the width of your head or so, you know, maybe like, and I want to say eight inches or something across. And they're walking across it with 90 pound boxes over their shoulders, like balancing beams like it ain't nothing. And I'm over here sitting down on this thing, 
gripping it for dear life, hoping I don't get swept away by the river. And I'm just like, okay, am I? Is there something wrong with me, or everybody over here is, is kind of like a superhuman, and nobody's eating any kind of um, preservatives kinda, or store bought? It kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, like those chickens, the the actual free range chickens that roam around in like someone's yard and eat, you know, not just grain they they fuck around with worms and they eat all these different things because you know if you feed it if, if you feed chickens like a variety of things that's what makes them strong like you know you give them some fruit grain and you let them look for worms it, it, it's a it's a different taste in the in the in the meat of course you know they have to mass produce so in a way we're eating all these mass produced things we're turning into those things that we eat Whereas in like your your uncle who can hop a tree like like whatever <laughs> like Manny Pacquiao yeah it's, yeah it's, it kind of goes back to that <laughs> it's what you eat and and what what exactly are you eating you know it, it's a huge does a huge difference it's a huge yeah. difference of what it does to you but it's like it's it's kind of one of those things that you can't really I guess you can't really I mean it's not something we can do I mean I guess there is something we could do but it's like it's not going anywhere anywhere soon. I mean, unless this coronavirus really just doesn't get a good number on some of these people. And then, you know, but it's, it, it, that's another, that's another thing that the film touches on is how shady, like the factory farming is. You remember, you guys remember that email that he got because he was fucking around with the uh, Morgan Spurlock is making a documentary, like warning all the other farmers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like I don't know if you guys have ever seen. I, f- I forgot what this other documentary was. Uh, I believe Conspiracy, or uh, I don't remember which one. Where all these activists who are in the Amazon, I don't know what they they brought up the list of how many activists disappeared who are fighting against the big food industries, and it's like oh they in. and like yeah, these food industries they make more money than like big oil. Like, you know, I mean, people, food sells more than oil. You know what I'm saying? So it's like their pockets are way deeper than any other industry. It's just, we don't talk about it because it's food. It's like everyday necessity stuff. But that's but a lot of- even like that chicken farmer uh, that was helping him. He never got any more chickens after that big chicken cut him off. They ruined his and career. And he still owed them heck of money. That's so shady. Wow. And, and if that and if that if the chicken part doesn't get to you, <laughs> then this hopefully does because that that really broke my heart. They they give him the the small female chickens. They fuck with his money, and it's like it, he's an independent farmer, but it's like he's an employee. Yeah, because they were talking about like that whole tournament system, and he was pointing how like he had more chickens than other people. He had larger chickens than other people, but somehow he was in last place. And they were only doing that yeah. because they, 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 they knew he was working with Kevin. And like, you know what? It, I mean, Morgan. But you know what? It reminded me of the whole system when when African Americans were first freed from slavery. Um, the Southerners figured out a way to keep them as slaves to an effect, because they said, "Okay, okay, here's a bunch of folks who have never had anything on their own." who have never had the opportunity to make their own money and they've just been freed. What do we do 
to protect the plantation owners and take advantage of these people and keep them under a little while longer. They came up with the system of sharecropping. And with sharecropping, you know, you basically loan the sharecropper a space of land, you charge them rent, and then the banks will loan you like a certain amount of money to have an investment on your crop. In the South, mostly cotton. And you'd owe the bank, you'd owe, you'd own the planta- your former plantation over, former master. But they would fix these loans to pretty much ensure that there was no way you could ever pay the loan back. You were never able to loan, own the land and that you were never able to come out from under that debt. So you basically ended up working as a slave anyway under the guise of like, some sort of free mobility. And that's exactly what Tyson has done with their chicken farmers. You know? Yeah. Wow. You, you, you mo- someone said, I read this somewhere, modern day slavery is, is uh, debt. <laughs> when you're in, indebted and it, it's something that you can't ever pay back, you're fucked. You might as well. Yeah, might as well. And that's exactly because these guys, they have no control for the stuff they get. It's not like they can get a different uh, chicken, whatever. There's no competition. It, it's like that. They're a monopoly. Dude, this sounds so much like, you know how like when um, people go into countries that have an economic downturn and they kind of like pay into the infrastructure and stuff with the cities, knowing that the cities can't pay back. And then all of a sudden you have one, corporation or organization just owning that country like kind of like the imf i feel thing. like that's a thing wow bro you just stepped on some big ass toes bro because <laughs> that's exactly it exactly it wow shout out to that's the so imf crazy. bank the biggest crooks in the world <laughs> the biggest the biggest i mean what, that system right yeah totally it's a bunch totally. of legal loan sharks man like yeah. i'm being real because my thing is like it's it's, it's one thing to like make a loan on an investment and honestly want yourself and the person you're giving the loan to to win but it's an entirely different situation when it's 100% predatory you know what I mean yes terrible yeah absolutely and there's there's loan sharking yeah gangsters man Fucking big time gangsters and uh, for my, uh, they, they, you know what? They, I used to have a chicken coop. Uh, I know I'm bringing it back to the chickens, but <laughs> I mean that's what this is all about—the chickens, yo. Look, look. look. I, used, I, used have, I used to have a chicken coop. I got rid of it just because I didn't, you know. I, it's not that I didn't have time, because it's really easy. You just open it, let them out in the morning. They do their thing. They produce eggs. And you know, every once in a while, you you could probably whatever get yeah, you you cook one or whatever. But you know, it's I think if anything, this films like these just kind of make me look at what I eat, and you know, just seeing how like I I, I understand why people go vegan, like seeing how these birds are are kept. And how they're bred to be so weak, where they just kind of sit around and get fat and have heart attacks. It 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 made me think about starting up a, a chicken coop again, like I used to. Because even if I didn't, if I I didn't, if I had too many eggs, I would just give them to friends and family. And I'm sure 
either you know anyone would appreciate organic eggs <laughs> you know oh yeah yeah i think i think that i'm and i think that's also a way to tackle this issue is you know the the power is in the people the power is is in what the people buy like that that's how that's way more powerful than and not more powerful but it's just as powerful as a vote and what 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 you buy what you use your money in towards so like if you as a whatever community leader my this is a, this is and I'm going to announce it here cuz this is something I actually I've been uh, talking about with my friend from Urban Tilth for a while I want to start a group of growers like local growers people who are in the in our area and if there's something you grow cuz a lot of the times when you have like a tree of whatever uh lemons apples a lot of the shit that you have on that tree is going to go back cuz we don't eat just you know we don't eat a lot of it i mean some people do i appreciate whenever someone gives me a bag of whatever fruit they grow at home and um th- that's one way to attack this like if i had the chicken coop or whatever and i just traded it off for somebody it's a way to it's a way to you know self sustainable and it's also you're not i just hate to contribute to the way those animals are kept. Well, you can count me in, dude, because, uh, you know, we've off air have talked about this many times yeah. and uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely ready to go with that. Like I said, I have a certain percentage already I'm doing here yeah. and I, I'm totally down to get more organized on that on that note. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's 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 cool to watch and be informed. But information is just information if you don't use it. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, watching that shit, it really did. It, it fucked with me. Like, I don't know. I guess. I guess I've I've raised chickens. And don't get me wrong, I've killed chickens myself. But it's it's different than like seeing a fuckload of them. And it's gonna see like we like what Phil said. Where where that scene earlier where they just threw the chick, they just threw the birds from the boxes like into the floor. Like oh oh shit. <laughs> Simulation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude. And that you know use like what's that one word? It's like a euphemism. Stimulating them. We're stimulating them. Yeah, really. Them. Yeah. That and that's that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it stimulates them. I'm sure they would. They would rather that didn't happen to them, but you know, like like this one farmer said, if 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 you raise an animal to where it only has one bad day, it's gonna be a great tasting fucking meal, and that's true. Yeah, no, that's oh. real. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. When you, I mean, when you um, the I, I assume the meat and everything gets affected if if too much adrenaline, too much, you know what I mean? Like happy cow is a tasty cow. You know what? If yeah. you, if you slaughter uh, an animal in front of another animal, it, it it totally fucks it up too. Like I've seen that happen with goats, where they slaughtered a goat in front of another goat, and then the goat could see. It's not like it's it's fucking blind, you know. And that yeah. even that even that like mess like one of them maybe not be might may not be messed up, but that other the one goat is traumatized. That meat yeah. is tainted, and you're man. eating the fucking trauma. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's got to be bad for you. It's got to taste oh. bad on some level. Like, there's a reason that that what I is mean, it? The Wagyu beef, that Japanese yeah, beef, exactly where they like go out and massage the cows. Yeah, yeah. you know, they get, it, they get it drunk. They give it this. They give it this. It's kind of like a. I guess you could call it like a. a, a 
a cow's version of beer <laughs> and they get and it kind of gets drunk and it's like they it, they do that because it's super relaxed and when they do that they massage them when they're in that state of drunk whatever it is like cow drunk they massage the meat so that all the fat gets into all of the um because the, the, the meat is softer when they're drunk so that when they massage them as they're drunk the the fat gets into the tissue of the meat that's what I, that's how it was explained to me yeah i mean that's all fine and dandy but i mean veal is delicious oh you're fucking horrible <laughs> have a nice life okay i love me some veal parmesan what 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 is veal exactly it's it's a is it a cow right it's baby it's cows baby cows and they break their legs so they don't walk and burn calories and they just shove them in a box and force feed them until they're nice and plump and they're so delicious i love veal yeah, that I've never had veal. To be honest, I've heard it. Veal? Oh my god! Ever oh, veal is veal is delicious. I feel guilty eating it, which is why I mostly do pasta when I go to Italian restaurants. I'll, t- I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I don't know if you guys have ever had real, uh, grass-fed, free-range beef, but actually, you know what? I I I I got some once, and I actually cooked it for a boxing match that that. Uh, it's funny he's here. Archimedes came over for, and I threw all these. I threw all this the meat on the grill. Do you remember that, Ark? Hello. I think he might have cut out again. Okay. Well, no, that sounds delicious though. It is delicious. So we've we've. I don't know how long we've done that. Um. Uh, we used to go actually more often. We had a a connection with someone who was a rancher and uh in Sacramento and he, we would buy a whole cow and split it between three different families. And it was like the best meat. But the one time we slaughtered a cow and while they were like taking it apart, breaking it down, quartering it, <laughs> uh, as soon as they like opened up the stomach, a baby fell out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right, do you, you, you yeah. didn't tell me that part. I don't remember you telling me that part, but I do remember that, that fight. That was a, a really good um that was good uh, that was a uh, uh canelo triple g2 yeah that was yeah us. yeah and we remember that remember that beef we ate a, f- a i don't think we got like three different plates you remember that like, Dude, we i ate, was stuck on ate, that couch for a long time you know yeah we ate we ate before the fight we ate during the fight and then we ate after the fight and i remember you meant you told me this because I, I i didn't i mentioned it was grass-fed free range and it didn't have a lot it didn't have fat in it at all and um i remember you said like i don't even feel like like the itis like i don't feel the itis yeah, yeah. yep i know exactly what you're talking about you, yeah. uh, and i want to say that's because the creature was you know feeling great themselves they felt light you know because it was, it was a calf the, it was a calf <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I'm saying though. Like the other yeah. animals that were eating all are bogged down by you know, they're overly grossly gigantic from the normal size. They're right. filled with all these antibiotics and all these other things that they're Hormones. not really eating. Yeah, Hormones. yeah. And the so only, the only problem with this is to, to get like these that quality whatever meat. A lot of the times, if you buy, depending on where you're buying it, it's gonna be super expensive, or you gotta kill it yourself. <laughs> and like, who has 
who can like how can you slaughter a, a goat in your fucking if you do it in your bathtub or your, or your apartment <laughs> people are gonna like i mean you know out. there's some people that practice that that voodoo religion where they slaughter chickens and goats in oh. their apartments in new york city so that's the thing and, and, and palo mayumba yeah yeah they do all that shit and they but fucking... but you 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 know too um I've had grass-fed beef because when I first moved out to to California, it's weird. I've I've run the gamut on healthy food because I you know I grew up in Arkansas. I no, I grew up in a small town like in Arkansas, and like the yards are so doggone big. We were able to in the backyard grow maybe I want to say it was six rows of corn. Um, we had, uh, carrots, we had okra, we had, um, collard greens, we had not potatoes. Um, we grew cucumber and fruit trees, strawberries. Um, I feel like I'm missing a vegetable. Uh, cabbage yeah cabbage so we grew a ton of stuff and like i i I went out there and like i you know what i mean so it wasn't i used to call it the farm but it really was just like a big giant garden like vegetable garden but it was enough to feed us you know what i mean like anything else we wanted lettuce or whatever that we didn't grow we could just go go buy it but for the most part we didn't have to buy a whole lot of vegetables because of all that work we put in but i was going to say as far as like grass-fed beef, when I moved out to California um, in eighth grade to stay with my other grandparents, my grandpa had um, gluten allergies before it was trendy. Like he didn't even know – he was part of a generation that didn't know what it was. They didn't have a name for it at the time. Yeah. But he found he out – He just had stomach aches. <laughs> well, no. It was deeper than that. Like my grandpa said that when he was a kid – he used to lose entire days. Like the next day, his family would be like, remember the parade? And like, you know, how, how uh, you know, you, you did such a great job, you know, playing your, uh, your saxophone when you were marching in the parade with the rest of the band. And my grandpa would be like, that didn't happen. Whoa. He would have days where he blacked out. So a doctor in his adulthood um, diagnosed him. And he was like, yeah, when you eat wheat, and when you eat corn, it's actually messing you up. And my dad would have like, like, I mean, my grandfather would have like these incredibly sick days. And so everything that he had had to be without corn and without like, like wheat. So if we got beef, it had to be grass fed. It couldn't be corn fed beef. Otherwise it would mess, it would mess him up. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So like when it came to pasta, it couldn't be like regular pasta it had to be like rice noodles rice noodles you know no. that's 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 crazy because like uh, i i feel that a lot of these gluten allergies are not just coming from eating eating processed i mean i'm just my theory because i i was dating someone with celiac disease for years but like it, it's it's not just it's not just from from eating processed flour i think it's also because a lot of a lot of like especially the like cows and pork the, the the ones we eat, the factory farms, they feed them grain. It's not like yeah, and it, and it's like what we what we eat are eating that, and then we also eat this shit as a side. <laughs> you know, 
so it's it's all like it's all there and it's it's super unnatural it's funny we just had him on sammy has has it has this joke where he talks about um because you know if you if us humans if we eat a penny the by the time it goes through our system it comes out it comes out blue and it's like what the fuck is in corn <laughs> what is that made out of because you know <laughs> right because when you eat a corn it, it it comes out yellow it's like oh gosh it's indescribable it is a it is a corn kernel that is undestroyed by stomach acid and chewing yeah although if you got a whole corn coming if you have a whole uh, corn kernel coming out that means you should have chewed a little bit better but still <laughs> <laughs> right, but everybody's seen that. You, you yeah. know, he's the product they produce. Come on, <laughs> it's like thirty-two times, fuckers. Like, I got a question. I got a question food. for each and every one of you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Ask, I'm gonna ask you each at at all individually. So I just I want to start with the guest. Okay. Um, what? And then this question is for everybody. What is your favorite fast food place, and what do you get when you're like? Uh, I just you having a bad day. What's your go to in that fast food restaurant? Oh, oh, you done. I want to say I'll go to Carl's Jr. and get the number what? eight guacamole burger with the largest Coke. Sometimes I'll get two and then buy four of those triple sliders. That's oh that's me after a workout day. And I can't stop. And that's and that's only that that meal for that day. That's right? what that's one meal for that day. Yeah. And you only eat that for that day if you do eat that. No, that's you, not you, not always. Okay. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, it's funny you said that because it's funny you mentioned that because they talk about how like guacamole looks super green in some of those restaurants. Right. It's like avocado is not that green. <laughs> right. That's so that's about that. that's my health halo that you were talking about earlier. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they, so what about you, Joaquin? Okay, so it's funny that you mentioned Carl's Jr. because Carl's Jr. Has these really creative burgers. Yeah, I like man. The concept. Yes, but but you know what? Like, by the way, they also have a grass fed one. <laughs> I went through I went through this phase in my early twenties where I was on the search for like the perfect burger. So I wasn't like I was like, okay, I've I've had all of the fast food restaurants. Where else can I go? Like I love Barney's. I love Red Onion. I love I could I could name like quote unquote you know gourmet burgers and sort of stuff. But when it comes to fast food, I always people ask me about fast food. I always specify like when I say fast food, I don't mean nations. I mean some place that has a drive-through specifically because I, I class I classify like nations or Mel's is a little bit different. Makes sense? Yeah, I get that. I feel that, dude. Right. That's a great classification, yeah. actually. So, so for me, my favorite fast food is actually the fast food that's closest to a nations or a mom and pop, and that's In and Out. Mm. That's my jam. Because it's like they give you the quick service, and I know the story of how the food is actually made, and it's it's just a great combination. So I love their um, their double double lettuce wrap, and I know it's going to sound like I'm cheating because you know what I mean because of the no bread, but I actually Hell do like my burgers wrapped with lettuce now, Hell and animal style fries. 
animal style fries. Oh my god! Oh, for sure. <laughs> and a chocolate shake. <laughs> you got your health halo with the with the with the protein salve. <laughs> with the... the shake, though. <laughs> But you said like when you're having like a, yeah. a, a bad day, what's your uh, cheat? That that's my oh, cheat right there. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm also touching on the health halos. Like I was, that's why I asked you guys all these questions because I wanted yeah. to know like if there's a health halo in there because that really made me think about that shit a lot. Like the other day, I went to get a burrito for lunch because there's this bomb ass taqueria about my job where I'm working now, and I got mm-hmm. like, a fucking whatever a burrito and and. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I was like supersized with whatever. And then I was like, and I'll have a Diet Coke. Like, get the fuck out of here. I said that to myself, like, in my head. Get the fuck out of here. A Diet Coke after all this shit. I got a, I got a burrito with, with a rice pudding that they had there. It looked delicious. And then, yeah, but yeah, I got a Diet Coke. Like, yeah. Who am I fucking kidding? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Phil. Phil. Yeah. Wendy's. I think I can guess yours. I think I can guess yours. But go ahead. Wendy's is my go-to, and I get the classic double with cheese. I get a spiced chicken go wrap. I give me a chocolate frosty. That's mm. see, that's no health halos whatsoever, right there. God damn it, I appreciate. I've been ordering the same thing since I was like six. Yeah, the, I know you fuck with the frosties a lot. You know what? The frosties are pretty. That's what I gotta tip my hat to to Wendy's because they're they're frosties. I, I, they're, they're consistent. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know this is going to sound crazy because I, I like cooking a lot and shit, but honestly, my favorite go to fast food place, and I guess it's because of nostalgia, it's McDonald's. That's like my favorite fat. Like, I know I said that In N Out probably has a better fries. And I mean, like, better as in, in a lot of ways, flavor wise, also. You know, they're made with real fucking potatoes. But McDonald fries, man, like, I don't know what it is. It's fucking that Donald Donald Trump hair <laughs> fries. <laughs> it, they look like Donald Trump's hair. I I, dude, I didn't even, I've never associated those two. But now that you have, I can never forget that, dude. Makes, yeah, I can't unsee that. Longing I can't unsee that. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, my go-to at McDonald's is and 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 I I don't like ordering the Big Mac or any of that shit. I get the double cheeseburger and a fucking a double cheeseburger and a and a mac chicken and a super or large order of fries. And what I do is I open up both b- burgers and I put a shitload of fries in the middle of both of them and ketchup and I eat them like that. I don't know. It, it's like satisfies my soul. <laughs> when I do that, I mean, I'm not a big Big Mac person because I feel like it's too much lettuce, not enough cheese. So I'm more of a quarter pounder man myself. I fuck yeah, up. Me too. Me too. That's my go to. Dude. And I'm not going to lie. I used to always get two apple pies because they were two for a dollar. Yes. One for a dollar. That was fuck so bomb. <laughs> And now you know, I'm just like a dollar for a pie. Go fuck yourself. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know where they fucking got me though. Twenty hmm. chicken nuggets for five dollars. What? Oh yeah. And yeah. I always feel like such a fatty because I'm like, yeah, let me get a large number two with a coke and twenty chicken nuggets. <laughs> but now I'm, we know I'm not gonna lie, McDonald's. Are made. 
McDonald's is probably my second favorite. Delicious. I just need my sweet and sour sauce. I'm good to go. You know, mm. this is, this is going to sound crazy, but when I was like 14, 15, and I was working, I was doing little whatever jobs, and I, I was earning some money. Um, and I, I always, like, as a kid, I loved McDonald's. You know, I never really ate it that much. But once I was, you know, mowing lawns for myself and I had money, I would go to McDonald's often. And, like, my go-to meal was a, a double quarter pounder meal with supersized fries and a supersized Coke and then a 20-piece chicken nuggets. And then I would, you know, that's what I would get. But for, like, the road, I would order an ice cream cone. <laughs> and I would eat all that shit. I would eat all of it. Sometimes I'd have to throw up. Because oh, be dude. Like, you know you're oh, a man. man. You got to order something to tide you over till you get back to the place where you're going <laughs> to <laughs> And I always got... Bro. I always got extra fries. Because sometimes on the way home, I like to dip my fucking fries in my cone, like, in the, in the ice cream. I don't know... That, that I don't haven't done that in years. And You're not completely alone in that. I'm not saying I have, but I have heard many other people talk about this thing that you're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, I saw it on an episode of Power Rangers in Space, and that's how I found out that was a thing. What? Have what? you guys tried that? No, I've never tried that. What about you, Joaquin? What dipping the fries in in ice cream? Yeah, the salty. I just said sweet. I just said I only know of that oh, because okay, I've seen okay, that okay. done on on TV. Okay, but I, <laughs> but honestly, like I I experience you should try. No, I would never. I don't think I would want to try it myself. But <laughs> just just to say you did, it's like okay. Look, I'm not even asking Phil because I already know he. I know Phil has done it, right, Phil? I mean, you get your sweet, you get your savory. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. Look, if I if I want sweet and savory, I'll get a bag of uh, kettle corn. Come on, which is delicious, by the way. It's not no, the I, same. Hey, but I'm not ruining my fries. It's not you, you don't ruin that your just fries. came from one of those uh, wine wine and art shows down in Alameda or something, like one of them, right? Mm. Right, right out of that pot. Yep. yep. So good. Like, well, you know what though? Like back to the thing. You're not ruining your fucking. That's the beauty of it. You don't ruin your fries. Just if you dump, if you dump the fucking if, a scoop of ice cream on <laughs> your fries, then okay, you ruin your fucking fries. But it's like you you could uh you can dip dip one fry into into an ice cream thing. It, try it like it's weird, but I feel like everyone in America try. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that's my go to. That's my go to like meal, which I'm. You know, trying not to have that because, like I said, the high blood pressure. Once you see, like for example, chicken nuggets, the fucking sodium content in that. If you're listening and you have high blood pressure, don't fuck with chicken. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, what's what's crazy is you know we're we're talking earlier. Ark was talking about how you know people are allergic to certain like vegetables and stuff. I got a buddy who I was staying with out in Brentwood, and he's he's overweight, and so he went he went. uh pescatarian like vegetarian fish yeah right yeah and his whole thing is like yeah he started losing weight but his problem is one he's allergic to fruit so he can't have fruit unless it's cooked so that oh shit that limits him on what he can eat but then the other thing is tofu and like all those beyond meats all have a ton of like tofu and stuff in them and just this past weekend he got kidney stones and the doctor all the tofu he's been eating because you're not supposed to eat that much. It's supposed to be like once in a while. 
it's not supposed to be like two, three, four times a week. Yes. Like he was doing. You know why though, yeah. right? Why? So well, at least this is what I'm understanding from it. So especially if you have uh, any types of, uh, you know, digestive problems or things like that. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows you, but I'm actually a cancer survivor. And one of the things they told me not to do was to eat soy because it actually helps to produce more vascularity around any cell. So including cancer cells, it would actually help to regrow it. So in the way that you're talking about now, your friend was not supposed to eat that. It sounds like because he had already problems with inflammation in those parts and increasing blood flow to those sections would probably increase a lot of uh, bad things in those areas. And I, so in a healthier person, it probably would do them some good. Yeah, but in his case, it sounds bad. like it was problematic. Right, right, exactly. I go eat. I can't eat fruit. I can't eat soy. What am I supposed to eat? What about leafy greens? Can he eat leafy greens? Yeah, he can eat greens, but I mean, that gets boring after a while. Yeah, but when you're talking about your survival, like, screw whether it's entertaining, man. Like, <laughs> And there's ways, I know that's there's easier ways, said than done, but like it is. But there's ways to make it interesting. Like that's one of the things that I, I, I've, I've, I've fucked around with a lot. Because dude, I love to eat unhealthy fucking foods, man. Like look really? at me, obviously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. Spent like an hour talking about like health foods and and how corrupt the fast food industry is, and then 20 minutes just like gushing over our favorite <laughs> junk food. Well, the thing is, well, like, no, just because we acknowledge that the stuff is bad for us right. doesn't mean that that we didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, we these delicious foods, these things that taste good, we have these positive memories because we enjoyed eating them. I just, you know what I mean? I, but but just like the, do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember that documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dying? Yeah, Fat, yeah. There's this thing he said on there, like, he doesn't believe, at the very end, at the first one, I believe, he doesn't believe in unhealthy foods. It's just, if you, you know, it's okay to eat McDonald's once in a while, but when you eat that shit every day, then it's a problem. That's a problem. That's, yeah. I, I, you know, of course, I, I don't, the last time I ate McDonald's was like a month ago or two months ago. Um, you're gonna be like me and be like, I remember the last time I had Wendy's, it was an hour ago. I remember, <laughs> no, but like, I mean, of course, I'm, I don't think I'll I, like I, that's why I, I, when someone says I'm vegan, like, goddamn, like, not that extreme. I don't, I may not eat meat as much, but like, I, I can't see myself just giving something up completely. Like, I mean, of course, I don't want to eat McDonald's or any fast food place, yeah, no, I have fast food. Well, wow, I, but I, I don't know, dude. I don't want to. Well, can I tell you a story about what happened to me after I uh, after surgery from cancer? Yeah, yeah. Um, Please do. Like how you're t- saying it right now, you're saying it's hard to give up, right? But when you get into a situation yeah. where the next thing you could eat could kill you, what would you do? Right. You know? No. No. I, I'm, I, and I'm talking about moderation, though. I'm not talking about you know. Oh, situa- you're not sure talking about situational. Still- I got you. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about like all the, you know. I'm just talking about, like, of course, dude. Because I went I down be, a crazy rabbit be. hole, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about. I started researching veganism, uh, the Gerson therapy. Uh, there's a, I think there's a, a great documentary called The Beautiful Truth. 
um, totally takes you into a realm of, dang, if there was no uh, fast food, if there was nothing that was uh, trying to preserve my foods, would I also not have these diseases that inherently come with the modern American diet? Uh, and only because they're using all of these chemicals. And again, you've already mentioned so many different companies that want to be able to use these things to just circulate money. Um, and if you, you know, going down that rabbit hole with me at that time, you would have found out there's a gentleman that I uh, heard a, an experiment, an experiment on where he fasted for over 380 days. He was about 500 something pounds, lost almost 400 pounds in this process in a year, 380 days, right? A little bit more than a year and was perfectly fine by fasting, drinking water and was monitored with all of his uh, vitamins and nutrients by doctors. So uh, do we really need food? Or Because I mean, it sounds like the energy we need is already on us and we're using, uh, you know, these vitamins and different minerals to actually access, to have access or generate, um, I was going to say electricity, but energy from the fat that we're actually already carrying around, you know? So, uh, you know, and then it takes into perspective also, like, why do people fast? You know, I, I hear a lot of people in a lot of different religions fast for a lot of different reasons. But I think one of the main ones, if you're religious or not, I think it gives your uh, digestive system a, a rest. And yeah. then yeah. your body starts to take care of the other things that it was supposed to take care of when you, but you bombarded it with so much food or excess drink or any of the pleasures that we like, you know, different vices. And then all of a sudden, you know, your body's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm supposed to be healing myself. I'm supposed to be lasting longer. I'm supposed to be, you know, getting all of the uh, dead cells and popping them out into my uh, excrement and, like, urine pathways, you know? But it, it, it took that in my life to hit. And I'm not even going to say that's a, a rock bottom. It was just a realization of you really got to get your stuff together. And this wasn't even, like, a big tragedy it was just like something that seemed so innocuous at first it was just a little bump on the right side of my face and it slowly started to grow and you know my sister thought it was like a uh, a molar or, or wisdom tooth going out the wrong way because she worked at a orthodontics office at the time and now i'm just like okay i take into a lot of consideration a lot of different foods i eat but you know i find myself being a little more complacent on restricting myself because I do like enjoying those things still, you know, like, yeah, especially you, and you're, and you're going to go crazy if you cut it all out. Right. Like, to be honest. Right. Yeah. You know, so it like, it's you give just talking about, just talking about what we talked about. I've started craving the fucking burger, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. And you know what? Like looking at, um, Morgan Spurlock's docu both documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I said this earlier, but going in to watch the movie, I was kind of like, I, um, you know, I, well, I said something like this earlier was like, I wanted to, I, I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, man, I already know what's going on. Why do I have to watch the sequel? But then he <laughs> showed me something that I didn't know. I learned whenever I watch a documentary, I have two reasons I'm watching, right? I want to learn something new and I also want to be like engaged. 
You know what I mean? Like one of those two things needs to happen. He did both. And he did it in such a fresh way. But I'm going to throw this out there real quick, you know, because we were all just waxing poetic about like our favorite meals and, and what we need to do in, in general. My father said something to me like a few years back. You know, my father has been battling weight issues for years. Like He's like three times, four or five times my size. Right? It's crazy. And um, he said, you know what, son, even when I was a kid, you know, because um, he was like born in the 60s, but 70s. My father said, when I was a kid, McDonald's, Burger King, whoever was around, it used to be considered this extra special treat that maybe you got at the end of the week on a Friday. Payday. You know what I mean? Or once a month, depending on like your family situation. But then people, you know, stuff like a bottle of Coke used to be just this extra special treat. Everybody else like maybe drank water or fruit juices or whatever for the most part. But then things changed and people started to rely on this fast food like every day and the irony of there needing to be a documentary to expose the fast food industry is ironic because it's like the only reason this documentaries need to be made is because people and the only reason people are complaining and like signing petitions and trying to topple down these crazy food networks is because we all have collectively forgotten that there's nothing wrong with making our own doggone ham sandwiches with with tossing a pickle in the old lunch pail and and maybe some carrot sticks on a daily basis. Right. We've all kind of gotten too uh, uh, dependent on these places for sustenance. And it's like, yo, we don't actually have to go to any really if we just spent a little bit of extra time and made ourselves some tuna salad or something you know what I mean? egg salad set whatever it is boiled eggs and you can do it you know and it's, it's, it's like so we true. forgot somewhere along the way i mean don't you know they feel kind of shamed sometimes like adult shamed like oh you're making your own lunch why don't you just go buy it you know i've i've heard this yeah. mentioned many times actually like uh yeah. a lot of people that i know from um from the Kaiser Permanente, they, even though they promote a health, you know, they even have like uh, days where they can just take off work because they're feeling a little bit uh, down, you know, like, a, oh, it's a me health day. But I hear these people shaming each other for bringing their own food sometimes. And I'm just like, that's exactly what you're talking about right now. We, we, we're, we're supposed to be doing that. And then we, we're taking on actions in, in our social life saying that that's not actually the good thing. And we're like glorifying eating these things that, like you were just mentioning, that we, that that's how we were tricked into starting to do that, you know? Yeah, and I think that's like, especially, I mean, I don't, there's people that only eat out, and I never understood that because, you know, I mean, I, I, I cook a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not always healthy shit, uh, you know. I, I, I fed all you guys. <laughs> you and I am so with. happy you have. <laughs> but, You're but an like, yes, cook, absolutely, amazing cook. Oh, I, I, man, I love cooking. There, there's for me, like today, I made I made some veggie stir fry with with wild salmon and 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 uh, wild rice, and 
it was great, man. It was great. And I love cooking. It, it, I met people who only eat out. They eat out for every meal of the day. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and I think it's, 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 uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I believe it's Bolivia. They, they got rid of all fast food places completely because one, I think they're, they, no one, no one was buying it. And just, you know, they all either eat at like restaurants or they cook at home. And that, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, that is, <laughs> that is a fucking interesting move in the people of Bolivia. I believe it was Bolivia. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from this is like, yeah, you know, it sucks to see the animals like that, but it's not like, oh, I'm just going to cook at home. That doesn't fix the problem because I think the the biggest statement with this, aside from just, you know, of, of the, the, the marketing of fast food, it's, it, it's, you know, the whole, the whole fucking thing of how chicken are produced because if 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 it was if it's not chicken that they're producing whatever is whatever else they are producing the big chicken the tyson whatever whatever they're producing it's it's gonna it's the way they handle it and i think what i my biggest takeaway from this is i want to do something where i don't feed into that shit into those guys i don't want to put money in those guys hands and cooking at home and and you're really just buying shit from like, I guess, closer to home. But it's weird because it's like, all right, I'm not buying from them, but I'm I'm buying. I'm all right. I'm not gonna buy chickens from them. But whoever, what if I do start my own coop? Whoever I buy my chicks from, I'm pretty sure they produce that too. <laughs> so like, I'm fucked either way. My biggest takeaway from this is just, yeah, I, I, I got to just start shopping more local and eating, cooking at home. I don't know. What are you guys? A takeaway? Yeah. Um, From the film overall. From the film, I want to say, like, you know, being able to see a little bit more inner workings on, it's kind of cool that if I wanted to start a business, I could kind of see the route if you were trying to do a restaurant. But I think the, yeah. the bigger aspect to it is that there's a lot of avenues you can take and it's really just up to the person who wants to make that change, like how you're talking about it right now, to actually push it forward. So even if the, you know, how they were trying to pick between, you know, organic and non-organic and how expensive that would be and how he could turn a profit and all this other stuff, if you're really about making that change the profit margin shouldn't be such a big deal at that point and just continuing to try and build other systems uh to make or you know help attune it into the way that you'd want to make it would be your best bet because we're only here for a short amount of time and you can only make the world the way you want to if you're the one doing it you know you could tell as much to everyone else uh what you would like them to do but if they're not doing it and you're not doing it, how do you expect it to change? You know? That's true. So that was my takeaway from it. Joaquin. Man, I just thought it was so brilliant that he created his own restaurants in as a as as a 
as essentially an educational tool. Like, and the irony of his restaurant actually being so doggone successful mm. financially at the same time is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like he was able to do some good and be totally honest with his branding and say, no, this is how we raise the chickens, really. And this is the harsh reality of it. But the chicken is delicious. And I thought that was like part documentary, part performance art, part restaurant business and part, you know, journalism. And it's that piece of the movie is honestly... It it, it 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 it's like one of the best documentaries that makes it one of the best documentaries I've ever seen in concept. And you you will always have my respect as an artist, as a filmmaker yeah. for that. As so you know, one thing I, I I on your on what you just touched on <clears throat> that I really appreciated about it was uh how they all these little marketing tricks that um these fast food because dude they hire the best people for that i mean you know they have the best motherfuckers you know working to advertise their shit um there's There's an army of don drapers yeah and and it's and it's like dude if just watching that if you take away everything you can one of the things you can take away from especially for you know each and every one of us here is involved with something where you are in, in a way advertising for it every day you could take a lot away from what how they operate for our own shit, whether it's Astro Armada, the voice party, Frosty Minifers, IOP video. Like we could take a lot from how these motherfuckers operate. Like if those those things they do, they're used for good. <laughs> like, you know, there's power to that. Yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. No staff. Yeah. Well, Phil. Yeah. What's your biggest takeaway from the film? Uh, so I'll be honest, it didn't really change anything because I had Wendy's for dinner too. <laughs> Did you learn uh, anything new? Did you learn I mean, anything new? It, it sucked seeing what they were doing with the chickens. And for me, the biggest thing is just kind of seeing. Someone's like, got to die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, my, my biggest thing is just seeing like how corrupt like the big chicken industry is, and how much favoritism there is, and you know how it's it's almost like the mob. You know how yeah. it fucking run like when you're when you get on their bad side, you know you're blacklisted. You know that fucking that poor farmer, like, you know he didn't get no more chickens all because he helped Morgan make this movie. You know? Which I wonder if he's. I wonder what that guy's up to now. Cause I hate watching these documentaries and like, oh, he just you know. Oh, he wants- killed himself in the garage. <laughs> yeah, okay. what the fuck? And he like, seems like such a nice guy too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh man. Hey, you. you remember, I'm, I'm you remember, gonna put this out there. I call his wife for a chicken sandwich. You remember that movie? Uh, with, uh, when I just mentioned Fat Dead nearly dying or Fat Sick nearly dying, that fat guy. That dropped all that bait, and then you yeah. want the second one, and he gained it all back. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, I, that's horrible. But you know, that's what. I, What's funny is I remember I saw Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. You know, that was the juicing one, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember watching that, and then like I left to go use the bathroom, and I came back, and all of a sudden he was skinny, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And my friend was like, that's the guy. And I was like, how the fuck long was I in a bathroom? What the hell? 
Oh uh, yeah, that that. And then the second part, he gained weight because I guess he lost so much weight so quick that I, you know, he never made those changes that you have to make in order to lose the weight where where you don't. You know, because it's easy to, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but like you can juice and, and lose it all. But then once you lose it all, you're like, all right, I'm going to keep doing what I was doing before. Yeah, because like, like diets don't work. It's life changes that work. And I'm sure, yeah, Ark, you yeah. see that shit all the time. Like people think, oh, I'm, not, I'm fucking, I'm just going to lose his weight and I'm going to continue doing the shit I'm, I used to do. <laughs> and that doesn't work. And that doesn't all. work. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to stop smoking crack until I can get my life together again. And then <laughs> smoke crack again. Once it's together, like, it'll be fine. No, dude. No. That's not how that works. Um, right. so that's not that, how we we got to start. We got to uh, We got to do. I think we did it for the Joker, but we got to get a rating system going for the voice party. So one out of 10 stars. What do you give it, Joaquin? You know what? I'm. I'm. Did you say you only gave it one out of ten? No, no, no. From one out of ten, this is our rating system. Oh, voice party rating system. Man, I, I, I um. Since this is a party, I, I think I'm gonna give it like, um. Oh man, I think I'm gonna give it like eight out of ten confettis, man. Nice. Wow. Good. That's all right. Eight out of ten confetti's. What, oh, about, what about you? Oh, oh, I'm. Mm. Who me? What? Was yeah. that me? Yeah. Well, yeah my bad. I didn't hear my name at all. I said, "What about you?" Yeah, and I didn't yeah, hear yeah. my name. <laughs> oh, my bad. My it's bad all, my no, bad. it's all good. Um, I was. I'm gonna give it just under. Uh, under that because seven out of ten confetti's, only because I just feel it's uh late in the game to be bringing this one out when he could really just go after a whole bunch of other things, you know what I mean? Especially like in this, this time of day, you know, or what we're living through now. Let's really get that ball rolling. Yeah. I mean, my thing is it was supposed to come out in 2017, which was in like Chick-fil-A getting big and the whole landscape was kind of changing. So Chick-fil-A was getting big. Yep. Yeah. Okay, all right. So what? You said like seven? Yeah, I gave it a seven. I mean, it's still, still I, I, you know, I watched it all the way through. It wasn't, I was going to, you know, oh, I hate this. You know, it's definitely a lot of interesting stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Phil? I mean, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to I'm going to go seven and a half. I'm going to go seven and a half with it. Because <laughs> I, I think it wasn't as like groundbreaking or eye opening as like the first one. Um, yeah. but like seeing that side of like the chicken industry we hadn't really seen before. And that's, I think what was the most impactful. Um, so I'm gonna go seven and a half. I'm gonna go seven and a half. I feel like, uh, if it would have came out when it was supposed to come out, it might've had more impact. Yeah. But, I can still see that dude. I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, I, go seven, yeah and okay. seven and a half. I think I'm. I think I go ahead and give it an eight. Also, eight and a half, eight and a half. Uh, the reason is being on what it was about. Like sometimes documentaries give you a a little okay, but you know, um, it, it all worked out <laughs> in a way. Not like uh, not always, but in a way, it kind of gives you that little 
hey, but you know, he's not a farmer anymore. He decided he wants to whatever. He got into the solar industry or, you know, whatever the hell. And it, it kind of just, it takes you on this thing and it, and it makes you feel like he was going to do something special with his fast food place, which he did. But well, I mean, I, it's, it was it was only open for four days. It was the pop right, exactly. It closed oh. after four days. Yeah, it's it's he everything. Another one. Yeah, and it's that everything you farmer still ain't got no chickens. Fucking shit, and that and that's and it's everything was kind of a uh, heartbreaking and disappointing. The chickens all died that we saw as babies. The the farmer didn't get chickens anymore, and then that shit's still happening. So it's kind of like. It's a, it's a, and, and there was no happy ending. So it's like, it's like life. <laughs> it's true. You know, you know what I will say? I, I think, and I don't, and I, I don't know what, I don't know what, what, what has happened since or whatever, but word to, to Spurlock, Spurlock, um, Spurlock he owes that man something because that dude <laughs> got screwed over trying to help him get the truth out. Like if, if Morgan Sporlock doesn't split some of the proceeds of this film with that man for helping him out in that way and sticking his neck out, like, nah, I can't, you know what I mean? Like this dude ruined himself yeah. for your, for your film. For real. I, I feel that, bro. Him. I feel that. You owe him. And then, like, that's, cause he did the right thing. Yeah. You know, he did the right thing. I, I hope, I mean, there, there's no way to fucking verify. Like, you know, hey, what are you gonna do? You go look for him. Hey, are you okay? <laughs> you know, I, I I always like. I'm always interested though. What happened? But yeah, I hope he got something because, uh, and now his son wants to get into this shit too. Like, nah, dog. Like, you, you guys are you guys are finished. They gotta have that. Uh, what's what's it called? Um, from The Godfather, the uh, what's his name? Uh, Luca Brasi visit. <laughs> oh, the, the, the muscle, the muscle. Hey, you know what? You know what? Just because the father is out of the business, the son can still like they'll still take advantage of him too. Oh yeah, they'll be like, oh, you want to get you want to get bent over and pegged? We'll get you. Yep. We'll get you. It'll be like women, Women's Day in the Deadpool film. You know what I mean? When when Ryan Reynolds' his girlfriend are going at it, and it, it, you remember what happened? To him. Strap on. Bend over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. dude. And yep. That's the shady, you know, that's the shady part yeah. about it. Like it, you know, imagine the ones that don't speak out, like what's going on with them. You know, the ones that like are too afraid to speak out. I mean, this guy was already doing bad. And I think that's why he spoke out. <laughs> you know? So uh well, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like there's a lot of people who want to speak out. Because maybe they've already become accustomed to that lifestyle, and you know, kind of like proofs in the pudding. Dude, dude stuck his neck out, and look what happened to him. You know, yeah. so I, I really feel like that's probably one of the main reasons why he's doing these films is because we're kind of like letting it lie amongst the people who are already living that life. And if we don't cause a stir or cause any kind of commotion to even look over some of these documentaries, then nothing's going to change, you know? So, again, my part of this guy, he, he's a weirdo in a good way, if you get what I'm saying. He's just like, he sees things in a different way and helps us perceive things that not most of us can unless we get we get the time to be able to do a film like he's able to, you know? Just so we're clear, so 
you were seven out of ten. Yeah. And then uh uh Joaquin was eight out of ten. Bill was seven and a half. Bill was seven and a half over ten. All right, okay. All right. In the we were all pretty close in our our, our, yeah. our rating. Yeah. So it's uh I I guess say it's a uh it's a seven point five out of ten. That's that's what we kind of give this uh this film overall, right? Yeah, that's about that's about right. That's a good average, yeah. That's a good average. All right. Well, I I um, I mean, I guess we all said we all spoke our piece on on the film. Do you recommend people to watch it, or do you think maybe don't watch it because it's gonna ruin chicken for you? Oh well, I said watch it. You know, like you want people to, need to know. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't like scenes like that, or if you don't care to change the way that you're thinking about it now, if, if it's not an interest, don't do it. Because then, because the documentaries have documentaries have power, man, and, and certain documentaries will will get you to want to change something in yourself more than more than like more than certain films. I mean, you know, it depends. I'm not saying more than films. Uh, it just these type of documentaries fuck with you and and how you, you know, it really makes you question your shit. So yeah, I would say. I mean, if 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 you are gonna feel uncomfortable with it, have you ever seen, you know, some kind of what what what's that um that book that book that changed the way slaughterhouses run back in the eighteen hundreds? I don't know if you're familiar with this. The 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 jungle. Oh, the Kurt Vonnegut. The jungle. Novel? That one. The jungle. Isn't it called the jungle? By Upton Saint. Oh, the about oh the Upton Saint Clair novel. Yeah. It was uh the it was, jungle. Yeah. It was written during President uh. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was in power, and it was just about how yeah, uh, Upton Upton St. Clair, yeah, the jungle, yeah. And it was about how fucked up the 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 slaughterhouse industry was, and how dirty it was, and there was no like sanitation, and the power the book was so powerful that it changed the way slaughterhouses run, like as far as like cleanliness, sanitation, all that, and that just speaks on how. A lot of these things, whether it's supersize me or what was the other one Phil mentioned, fast food nation. Fast food nation. Yeah, all these things they kind of will fuck with you if you watch them and you really care, and it'll get you questioning what you eat and how how you live. So I say watch it with, I guess you know, be prepared to have your your lifestyle fucked with if if you you know. <laughs> I had one. Yeah, it'll give you that. Soylent green is people. Was that <laughs> kind of moment? I said it'll it give you those films will give you that that soylent green is pe. I said I said it, those films will give you that soylent green is people kind of moment. Like it's people. Soylent green is yeah, people. Like, dear God, I had Wendy's for dinner, so it didn't really change anything. <laughs> yeah, not. Nah. I mean that's you, Phil. You stubborn. Oh, man. Yeah. You, you know when just... I when, when we were talking about the chickens dying and like everybody talking about how it's all sad and all this and that, and I just imagine Phil's like reaction to the chickens. Somebody's got to die for this deliciousness, <laughs> like <laughs> some shit like that. No, I'm not gonna lie. When when we had we we had that, that we, recently we had that conversation with that vegan chef yeah. in my head. Bill was chomping down on a hamburger at that very 
moment. That's why he didn't say anything throughout any of that interview. I don't think he was busy eating. <laughs> you know, it, delicious meats. <laughs> I, I'll say this about because I haven't gone full vegan. Uh, I don't think I, I. But this last week, I went like four days without without meat, and I'll say this. Um, I noticed a big fucking difference in uh, one. I know I'm around too many too much too many informations. Uh, um, the bathroom so much easier. <laughs> Not that it's yeah yeah that yeah big time big difference and also um, uh, the reason I, I kind of started wanting to get my health back in you know getting in shape and whatnot is I went to and I wanted. Talked about this a little bit because he's on the air with us today. I went to uh, Archimedes's gym and I was hitting. I was hitting this thing that he has. Uh, what, what's it oh, called? The aqua bag. The aqua bag. No, 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 no. The thing you put on yourself. The thing I put on myself. What do you mean? Yeah, the pad. Oh, the oh you're talking about the uh, oh the body. Yeah, the body shield. The body shield. So he yeah. put on the body shield, and I started giving them some body shots and as i was doing that like i did it too much or i don't know i'm not in shape for that but i was giving these fucking hard ass body shots and i was like running out of breath and like my head was pounding and i felt horrible man i, th- I thought i was gonna throw up like and then my, my heart got too crazy so anyways after that day i left i decided i want to change the way i eat and and whatnot and i completely like cut out meat for a few days for that and I've I've not had soda or alcohol and I I still worked out every day since then but not as hard as that day. And mm-hmm. what is a huge difference in, in like just those little changes, man. Like when I work out, uh like my breathing, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but like the breathing has gotten easier. I mean I of course I'm getting a little bit more in shape, but it it it's uh like after I eat, I don't have that. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do anything for a few hours. Feeling, you know. So yeah, it's 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 worth to try it. I mean, I don't know if I'll do it all the way. I'm definitely incorporating. I have incorporated more veggies to my diet, but that's you know, watching this on top of everything else that I've already had, it kind of just puts in a little bit more perspective on how I, what I eat, you know. So yeah, that's my thing, and. While we're talking about it, uh, shameless plug. T- t- tell people, tell the listeners about your new gym. <laughs> uh, well, it's a fully private gym. Uh, it's key card entry uh, and key card parking lot. Appointment only, no public walk-ins. So if you don't know me, you probably won't be able to get in there. But I'm down to help you if it's a word of mouth thing. And word of mouth could work with this uh, voice party. All right, because... Uh, especially now with this whole COVID thing, we do have to abide by a lot of different rules. And uh, a lot of it is just uh, spacing out people so that we can uh, keep it clean in there before anybody else gets in to use the equipment. So just respect everybody, you know. Come on down if you're ready. I serve ass whoopings on a daily, so if you're ready for that, come see where I'm at. Thank you for hopping on here, Archimedes. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and dropping some wisdom on everybody here. No worries. No worries. Take us out, Phil. This has been the Voice Party, everybody. Be sure to enjoy your delicious chicken sandwiches and have a good time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no. 
Soil right, and green people. is people. Thank you. <laughs> we're out. Peace. Peace.